0: inside the CKDJ studios right here for Wrestling With Ideas on CKDJ 107.9 Ottawa's new music. We're back. Took a little bit of a three-week hiatus to get everything sorted out. We're back and better than ever.
1: Because- better, bigger and better than ever, might I add. I think we gained a couple of uh, couple of likes and followers since last time, by the yeah. way. The voice over here, you know me, you love me. The man with no excuses, Jonathan Skews. And let's talk some local promotions, shall we? We shall. So Scully wasn't there, but I imagine he was snooping on the internet. So he might have known what happened or some people involved. But I and a friend of mine, we went to C4's Reign of Fire last Friday. And just a little key notes here. There's a little known wrestler out there. Ladies and gentlemen, if uh, you're listening to this as a podcast, take this opportunity to pause it and go Google something. And those of you who are just listening, if you can, look up this guy. Puff the Wrestler. Puff. Uh, let's just say he weighs. Uh, he weighs about as much as all members of Fight or Flight put together, and then maybe one more. He's yeah. outstandingly over at C4's Reign of Fire. I know they had some tech issues at the show, so I don't know if you'll be able to catch that in some DVD they release at some point. But Scully, this Puff guy, he—he's over, pal. Oh yeah, and you were telling me earlier. It's almost he's over because of you. you well, saying. well, I don't want to say. Be, I don't want to take the credit for Puff being over because Puff had to do the work. He did the work. I didn't go in and wrestle him. But yeah, I, me and my buddy were like, this guy, this guy's a natural phenomenon. How come nobody's chanting for him? And we got a little Puff Puff chant going. And that chant would uh, start back up later on in the night in the penultimate match of the show where Tyson Dukes fought uh, Mr. Spicely in his UFC gear. But we'll talk about that later. But first, let's talk about Evil Uno and his three Unos. Have you ever seen this before, Scully? Yeah. At the second Le set show,
0: it was Evil Uno versus PCO. And, and, and he came out with like I think there was like six of them or something like that.
1: Okay, so he has, so he's done this more than once because this is the first time I've seen this, and I was like, and Jay was asking me, who are those guys? And I said, well, if he's evil Uno, that's evil Dose, and that's evil Trace, <laughs> right? But um, but um, but he evil Uno. There was uh, some people who couldn't make it to the show. Eli Everfly and I believe Matt Angel were yeah. them. So Evil Uno got bumped up into the high-profile triple threat match with Speedball Mike Bailey and DJ Z. And oof, was it ever good to see Speedball Mike Bailey again? Speedball, like, I haven't
0: actually... Have I seen him? I don't think I've ever seen him live. But from what I've seen... Because I own most of the C4 DVDs. Yes. From what I've seen, especially back like 2012 to 2015... The guy is
1: something else. Oh yeah, and Jay's never, of course, my friend that I was with. He has never seen him before, and he's like, "Oh, what's this guy doing in karate gear?" And I'm just like, "You'll (laughs) see." Exactly what I said. Oh, just you wait. And he's like, "This, he's I can't cheer for this guy. Excuse, he's not wearing boots." I'm like, "Oh, just what?" And I guess he does he wear kick guards over his bare feet? Yes. That's a very unpopular choice. He wears
0: shorts, and then he wears kick guards.
1: Yeah, I thought that was rather interesting. And then, of course... That's what kickboxers do. And then again, of course, DJ Z was also interesting with his ring attire. He's kind of got that... Who did it first, DJ or Mustafa Ali? DJ. DJ did it DJ
0: was doing that in TNA when he was with, like, the Bromans.
1: Okay. And another match. uh, We talked about... I told you about Puff earlier. Puff faced the... What do you call her? Is it Four Eyes, Nine Lives, Veda Scott? Is sure. The, is the, she faced Veda Scott. And it wasn't a very hard-hitting match, but it was a match between a large man, essentially a modern-day Brodus Clay. You just wanted to go out and party and have a good time. Yeah. Versus Veda Scott, who is taking things kind of serious. It was a good match.
0: Well, that's but- Veda Scott and Mike Bailey are married. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh, she she was doing a little bit of a heel thing compared to the last time we saw our Sky. Scott. Well,
0: yeah, but that's because you can't you can't work face against a guy like Puff. Yeah, he
1: oh. Thank How you. in the hell is Puff gonna work heel? Like whoever whoever brought in Puff, I don't want to say it was a it, the stars aligned when you brought in Puff. That's that's what I gotta say. But uh, well, I I hate to be a downer, but I want to talk about the tag team title match that happened at Reign of Fire with. My personal friend of the show, Mike Von Payton, had to defend all by himself because Sheldon Jean was elsewhere. Now, I'm not going to throw Sheldon Jean under the bus, but he lost, and I felt terrible, and I cried. I cried, Mike. Wait, they lost the belts? Mike, Sheldon Jean wasn't there. Sheldon lost the belts to who? No, no, Sheldon Jean wasn't there. Mike Mike lost the belts to who? Mike came out with both titles. He was the tag team champions. Like, remember when I'm the tag team champions? So Mike was doing that shtick. Cut a promo saying Sheldon Jean wasn't there, but he was going to defend by himself. And it was a four-corner match, Scully. With hashtag, I think it was Montreal Elite, the Space Pirates, and the despicable I absolutely can't stand their guts fight or flight who got a healthy dose of booze out of me. And unfortunately... Mike lost the title, but fortunately, it wasn't Fight or Flight who took the titles back. Ladies and gentlemen, new and new C4 Tag Team Champions, Shane Sabre and Space Monkey. Scully, have you seen- What? Shane Sabre and Space Monkey. Space Monkey! Space Monkey, and you know what? I don't know, I don't really know much about Space Monkey, but- It looked like he was wearing an El Generico mask when he was wrestling. More or less. Yeah. More or less. It's an El Generico mask with fur. And I haven't seen Sami Zayn in a while. So I was just starting to ask a couple questions to Sami Zayn equals Space Monkey? Is Sami Zayn Space Monkey? (laughs) And Kevin Owens is Super Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's the title for this episode right here. Kevin Owens equals Super Dragon, even though they had a match. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But yes, and then Tyson, I said Tyson Dukes fought Mr. Spicely from the UFC. It wasn't a very good match. But uh, Spicely looks like he's coming up. And I think he's wrestling, or not wrestling, but he's fighting on the UFC Ottawa card. I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was some sort of promotion thing for C4, where they got uh, Eric Spicely involved. I don't know if he's fighting for sure. That is, but Scully's going to look that up for us. His lot.
0: Uh, he hasn't fought for the UFC since May of last year,
1: but like it's he was be- released in August. Oh, he was released. Okay, maybe maybe not then. Yeah, maybe he's dipping his toes into wrestling, and this is his, one of his first excursions. Though, keep an eye on him, but nothing to report so far. If we have him on the show, don't don't at me, please. You're a scary looking dude. <laughs> And I, the main event of the night, oh, no, I almost forgot to mention, I think Jonathan Rukin retained his C4 underground title. Who did he defend it against? Because wasn't it supposed to be
0: uh, Brad Alexis or something? Uh,
1: Yes. Yes. Doo, doo, it was doo, hashtag doo, the best doo, doo, that was in the doo, tag doo. match. Hashtag the best, and then we had Montreal Elite there.
0: It was Brad Alexis that was in the... Uh...
1: Oh Ninja was in that and then we had Kobe Durst versus Ninja gotta talk about that match facade Well he was he was called he was going under go ninja go ninja go that's his theme and everybody just called him ninja for the night. Oh. But yes fa- fa- facade he was in there. So yeah it was it was the fraternity my apologies it wasn't the best or Montreal elite. it was the fraternity. We, yeah, James Stone and Benjamin Tull had a match. Yes, Jonathan Rukin retained. It wasn't Veda Scott. It was another person, but the uh, Cecil Nix and Stu Grayson were in that match. Okay. And uh, Jonathan Rukin retained. And if I'm wrong, C4, well, you know where to reach us on Twitter, at No Excuses. Scully, what's next on the agenda? Next on the agenda, the New Japan Cup. Scully, I've been talking for a long time. I think you're going to talk for a little bit of a long time. Let's Tell me about this New Japan Cup. What are we looking at? I remember we talked about the entrance. Where are we at now? We're done. Ladies and gentlemen, the New Japan Cup is over, and Scully's going to run you through it. So we'll start at the quarterfinals, because nobody of
0: note really was eliminated other than Naito. Naito lost in the first round. Ha! Uh, What about Colt Cabana? Did he he advance? Yeah, he made it to the quarterfinals. Good for him! Okay, so in the quarterfinals, Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull, defeated Yoshihashi. Kazuchika Okada defeated Will Ospreay. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Zack Sabre Jr.
1: No surprise.
0: And Sanada
1: defeated Colt Cabana. Ah, okay, and then so that means that... Ishii Everybody, versus Okada. I was going to say, there's no there's no foreign talent left. It's down to only Japanese wrestlers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So,
0: Okada beat Ishii. Tanahashi beat Sonata uh, Nope. Sonata beat Tanahashi. To lead up to probably one of the, like, for the record, match of the tournament for me was Kazuchika Okada versus Tomohiro Ishii. Okay. That, it was like... Like false, if 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 you've never seen false finishes, you will get your entire lifetime worth of false finishes just by watching this 21-minute match.
1: Seven stars.
0: I wonder if Melter's put out the ratings <laughs> for this yet.
1: Seven uh, stars. But if you
0: at the beginning of this week, at the beginning of this tournament uh, this year, because I'm relatively new to New Japan.
1: Yes, as I am extremely green, but carry on, Scully. Let's talk about New I Japan. I was just going to say, like,
0: in my limited experience of New Japan, if you were going to tell me at the beginning of March that Kazuchika Okada versus Sonata was going to be the main event of the New Japan Cup, was going to be the final for the New Japan Cup, I would have told
1: you that you're on whatever... Uh... Here's here's something. If you would have told me in March that... The, that Okada is not the heavyweight champ. Okay, no, if you would have told me yesterday because I don't watch New Japan that Okada was heavyweight champ and Switchblade won the New Japan Cup, I'd believe you. The fact that the roles are reversed and Okada won the New Japan Cup and Switchblade J is still the heavyweight champ, well, you know still kind of baffles me a little you bit. You know
0: what they're going to do is cuz they're not uh, Switchblade, hate to break it to you, John. Switchblade's not dropping the belt. At MSG,
1: not at MSG. Probably not until uh, whatever their SummerSlam equivalent is. Yeah, isn't it like Dominion or something?
0: Sure. Yes. Sure. Dominion. Um, the reason that they're gonna have Jay go over is because he hasn't really had a big te- <laughs> like a big test yet.
1: Not not. And not test like WWE. Test. No, 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 no. <laughs> he hasn't,
0: like he hasn't had his. Big first match as the champion, yet, and arguably Kazuchika Okada is the guy right yes. now in New Japan.
1: He has so been by, for a while, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, by putting Jay White over while still having Jay White as the champion and having Jay White beat somebody who held the same belt for like two and a half years yeah. almost, that's the best way to write the story. There, anyways.
1: Before we go to commercial break, let me see if Meltzer did the ratings yet. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, while he's looking up the ratings, and if they exist, I want to take a brief impact break because that's all you need to talk about. I watched
0: Impact for the first time in like three years. No offense to Impact,
1: but a quick break is all you need to talk about Impact. And uh, I just want to say, I've been not watching, but reviewing some clips of Impact. And why is Disco Inferno in there? Good question. Glenn Gilberti, by the way, is what he's going as an impact. But yeah, dudes, is he wrestling? Or that, he's supposed to be wrestling Scarlet Bordeaux at United We Stand. Disco Inferno versus Scarlet Bordeaux on pay per view. Do we have ratings,
0: Scott Demore? If you are listening to this right now,
1: <laughs> what in the? are you doing he's booking a match a high profile match clearly scarlet bordeaux making her in ring debut against old ass disco inferno just get glacier for god's sake (laughs) don't give him any ideas i'd rather give him shark boy
0: I'd rather Shark no, Boy wrestle. Because now you know what's going to happen. Is that their next big pay per view, they're going to have Scarlet Bordeaux versus Disco Inferno versus Glacier versus Shark Boy in a Four Corners match.
1: And here's a hot take at Bound for Glory. We have a Scarlet Bordeaux on a pole match. Oh, for fuck's sake, John! And it's going to be between Scott Steiner and Glenn Gilberti. Between Scotty Steiner, the girl who Scarlet Bordeaux gave a lap dance to on TNA. Versus Disco Inferno Who she wrestled her first match with And Scarlett Porto is going to be on a (laughs) pole Ladies and gentlemen We don't have any star match ratings For New Japan World Cup Please enjoy this brief commercial break While we laugh about TNA
0: Welcome back inside the CKDJ studios right here on CKDJ 107.9 Ottawa's new music as always calling the music man alongside the man with no excuses, Jonathan Skews.
1: And let's talk about on the road to WrestleMania. Oh, we're, we're almost there, folks. We're two weeks away from WrestleMania. Hey, John. What's up? I called it. What did you call?
0: What do you think I think I called?
1: Was it Charlotte Flair beating Oscar last night to get the SmackDown Women's title? And nothing confirmed yet, folks, but looks like it might be a title unification match. Yeah. Is that what you called? No. Well, I mean, yes but no. I called that back oh, in like J. Did you did you call Triple H putting his career on the line versus Batista as if I mean, that, I guess if that even matters? Not really. Did you call Kurt Angle's opponent still not John Cena and still is Baron Corbin, even though he's running through the Kurt Angle retirement tour? See, I think it's not going to be Baron Corbin. Like, it's going to change last minute or something. Did you call, perhaps, <laughs> that Shane McMahon. Why is the Shane Miz McMahon versus The Miz in a false count anywhere match? In The Miz, is. Well, I was going to say, did you hear that it was in a false count anywhere match and The Miz's dad looks stupid, apparently? I knew that the Mrs. Dad did look stupid, yes. But they don't chant, you look stupid at him. No, because he's the Mrs. Dad. Or perhaps you guessed that Roman Reigns is going to face Drew McIntyre. Is that what you guessed? Or that maybe the Boss and Hug Connections have three opponents instead of one? Scully, you're killing me here. What did you call all along? Kofi. You know, for a guy who's excited about Kofi Kingston, you don't sound very excited. It's not that I'm not excited for it. I'm just fucking right. Well, I I still don't understand why Kofi Kingston is the choice. Hey, I never said it was a good choice. I'm just saying that that's what they were going to do. I could could just tell from Vince McMahon whenever they cut to him at the end of the show of him getting into the limo at the end of SmackDown. He's like, well, Vince, they did it. Is Kofi going to Mania? And he just stops and he looks at the camera and he says, sure, I guess, but... Do you really want Kofi Kingston at Mania? And then he gets in the limo and drives away. Yeah, it's happening. It's confirmed that Kofi Kingston, but it's what Vince said. Are you guys sure? Like, there's a whole roster of guys out here, and you're putting all your eggs on Kofi Kingston. If that's what you want, I'll give you the match, but I can just sense that Vince McMahon, if Kofi wins, he's going to give him the decorated position of first African-American WWE Champion, he'll have and drop the title at Backlash. Yeah. But, like, it's it's us the fans. Well, we... keep in
0: mind, though, he technically isn't.
1: No. He, he isn't, but he is. Like, he will be addressed as such. Yeah. Even if it is just a statistic that they slip on the hemp world title belt. Because, like... Uh... Pedro Morales doesn't count, by the way. There's somebody
0: um... – oh, I'm thinking of the IC title. Never mind, sorry. Yeah,
1: because Bo- well, Bobby Lashley's holding that right now. No, and but he's Bobo-, a bigger... Bobo Brazil. Ah, Held Bobo it. Brazil. Yes. Anyways, yeah, I understand what you mean. Yes, yeah, so I don't know that Kofi Kingston is their choice to be the first, but I'm pretty sure Vince is like, okay, this is what you want. I've given you an opportunity to change your mind, and you still haven't changed your mind, so this is what the fans want. Screw it. This is what you get, but don't get mad – Whenever it doesn't go your way, because Vince McMahon does not really give us our way very often. No. <laughs> so we talked Kofi Kingston, and of course, I like the way that they that he got his title. I or got the title shot confirmed. Like I knew that they were going to have to do something with the tag team, and they're probably going to hint at a split. Probably if Kofi wins the title, they'll start yeah. cracking the new. No, day. you
0: know what I'm noticing right now? No tag team championship matches.
1: No, they have yet to be made because the tag team division is just a mess. And they already have 17 <laughs> matches. It's a rumored 17 match card. And we've only got 13 confirmed matches so far. So we have room for a tag team title match. It'll probably be the Wait, is, is no. that 17 including the pre-show? Men's tag team title match. And I'm pretty sure that uh, will be with the pre-show because let's be honest, 17 matches... And don't put any of them on the pre-show. That's like 20 matches. It's like six hours. Oh, but then again, we've had six-hour WrestleManias before, haven't we? Like last year. Exactly. <laughs> but no, the, the only tag team title match that we do have confirmed, and it's a bloody shame because we've got the Boston Hug Connection, the tag team champions for the women's division. I, I am cool with that. More than cool with that. We got the Iconics, maybe one of three only t- Tag teams in the women's division from the beginning. We got Nia Jackson, and Tamina So we got one representative raw one representative Smackdown and instead of the sky pirates We get the demons of doom. What is this Scully? I wanted the Eero Shirai and Kyrie Sane and what do I get Beth Phoenix and Natalia? That's not what I asked for damn it Vince <laughs> Or should I say damn it Stephanie,
0: <laughs> I think it's Hunter
1: I just, just, why can't we have an NXT rep in there? I'm not going to say Beth Phoenix and Natalia are past their prime because they're not, but they could easily fit into another match yeah. and, and give us some NXT spotlight. No, but yeah. It looks well, like-
0: you know why? Is because Io Shirai and Bianca, Io Shirai and Kairi Sane are wrestling in a fatal four-way for the NXT Women's Championship the night before.
1: Yeah, but uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to get a little spicy and somebody's taking it off Baszler. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure they made it a four-way match just so that we would accept Baszler losing and probably coming up WrestleMania night to, you know, take Ronda's place. Yeah. Like, not saying that she's going to replace Ronda Rousey in the match, but, like, after after Raw, whenever Ronda breaks somebody's arm and gets suspended for a year, we'll get Shayna Baszler in her place. Yeah. Maybe with speaking, yeah. Maybe with Duke and uh, Shafir, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far yet. No, like they could, they could be the riot squad and just not use Duke and Shafir very often. Yeah. Speaking of NXT Takeover New York, you wanna, you wanna talk about the Dusty Rhodes Memorial, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, baby? Let's talk about Dusty Rhodes. Let's talk about who's gonna be wrestling at Takeover Brooklyn, baby. Well, tell us, Scully, who, who wins the cup?
0: Well, I mean, it's going to air in like an hour from recording this, but when this is uploaded, it'll already have happened. So, Alistair Black and Ricochet are going to be taking on the War Raiders and losing because, let's face it, they're already on the main <laughs> roster.
1: Well, yes and no. They they haven't changed the title card yet. Like, yeah. whenever they pop up on the screen, it doesn't say Raw, it doesn't say SmackDown, it says NXT. It's, yeah. it's the only thing keeping them in NXT right now is the title card. Yeah. But, it's, but I wasn't surprised at all. Whenever it turns out that it wasn't Mustache Mountain and it was the Forgotten Sons at Advance, I'm like, okay, Aleister Black and Ricochet win. It's them saying goodbye to NXT. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Pete Dunne versus Walter in a match that literally everybody asked for.
1: Literally, not even in the UK. It's happening in New York, and I'm cool with that. Yeah.
0: Because, like... Who the fuck doesn't want to see Pete Dunne versus Walter? Uh, Maybe Pete Dunne's mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole in a two out of three
1: falls match for the vacant NXT championship. I'm undecided on this match. Like, yeah. I, know, I know it'll be announced tonight. They're going to go face to face and Adam Cole and Gargano are going to talk. And Gargano's going to be like, I'm going to do it for my best friend. Even though he put me in the hospital six months ago. And Adam Cole's gonna call him stupid because he kinda is stupid. It's no offense, Johnny Gargano, but you were played like a set of spoons by Tommaso Ciampa. Okay, here we go. What's going on? Uh, not about that. Oh, look at that! But, Matt like, Riddle versus Kona Reeves tonight.
0: Yeah. Uh, but after Ricochet and Black won, they go that this may be their last. Full Sail Taping. Yes. They also talk about NXT, leaving leaving NXT soon, and say they will always
1: be NXT. So does that mean the title card's not going to change? When... No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Three years later, the following contest is set for one fall. That is for the
1: WWE Championship. Introducing no. first the challenger, EC3. Can we talk about not using EC3 in WWE? Just, just for like 30 seconds. Like... Why aren't they using EC3? Like, they brought him in. We got the vignettes. It seems the only surviving member of those vignettes, of, like when the first batch of NXT College Before Mania came up, the only one who survived is Lacey Evans, and she has yet to not do an entrance and follow up with some wrestling. EC3 gone. Otis and Tuck, well, they used to be called Big Tucker Knight and Otis Dozovich, and now they're just Otis and Tuck, and they're hanging out with No Way Jose. What is What, what does that tell you? Exactly. Uh, the, the, the batch of NXT call NEC3 hasn't been seen. Have you seen this man? Not really. And then Alistair Black and Ricochet came up, but you you can't spoil them. No. Because then, well, the backlash would be incredible. <laughs> but where is where in the world is ec3 wrestling you know you who, know what
0: there I just thought of something that seems totally legit in this day and age you can't see him
1: you can't see him yes what about him you
0: can't see ec3
1: what about ec1 and two
0: Good question. But you
1: can see EC3. You can see him on main event doing the job to Tyler Breeze. What? On a recent episode of main event. I can't believe they're still doing episodes of main event in 2019. But obviously there's something right with that. But yes, Tyler Breeze pinned EC3. And that's the last time I saw him was on an episode of main event. I believe it was this month. Because I believe Tyler Breeze is almost, well, Let's just say he's not, he'll be in a, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania this year. However, Scully, tell, tell me about some new entrants into the Andre the Giant Memorial Game of Scrabble.
0: Well, a couple weeks ago on Raw, the hosts of SNL, Colin Jost and Michael Che were guest hosting Raw. It pissed off Braun Strowman. Uh, and to apologize for that, Colin and Mike bought him a car. Braun then did what Braun does and destroyed the car. And then this past Monday, Colin and Mike were guests on A Moment of Bliss. Where it seems that Alexa Bliss has on screen booking powers. Hey, Alexa. Because she put both of them
1: into the match. Where Braun Strowman can quite possibly kill them. Well, here's the thing, Scully. Alexa Bliss is the closest thing to a general manager we have for Raw right now. I would actually... uh,
0: As much as it surprises me that I'm saying this myself, I wouldn't
1: mind having Alexa Bliss as the Raw GM. Well, here's it kind of makes sense and it's kind of what it looks like because Alexa Bliss is the host of Mania. She's the host. She's not wrestling. She's the host. Alexa Bliss, whenever Baron Corbin was the general manager, Baron Corbin put Alexa Bliss in charge of the women's division. Whenever they kicked Baron Corbin out, they didn't say nothing to Alexa Bliss. There is no Kurt Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle's on a retirement to a wrestling. He's not general managing Raw. So the cl- And Stephanie McMahon is the commissioner. The closest thing we have to a general manager on Raw is Alexa Bliss, so maybe that's why she has booking powers. Yeah. Jeez. Just before we cut to a
0: commercial break, just yesterday, it was announced that Joan Jett would
1: perform Bad Reputation
0: live for Ronda Rousey's ring entrance.
1: Yeah. Um, Ronda Rousey, for a heel, she got pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. You know, for someone who's supposed to be all mean right now, she seemed to have changed her tune on WrestleMania. It's like, oh my god, really? But it it doesn't make sense because Doesn't Joan Jett say gotta give a damn about my reputation? But didn't Ronda Rousey in her Twitter video said I don't give a damn about my reputation? So doesn't that, you know, cancel it out? No, not Sean Mendes. Sean Mendez?
0: I don't give a damn about my reputation. Is the lyrics for
1: Okay. So then I wonder what Rhonda said in the Twitter video, because I heard it like counteracted itself. It's like, I don't know, Rhonda, do you really want Joan Jet if you can't even decide that you care about your reputation? But with that cluster being said, let us cut to a quick commercial break.
0: Welcome back inside the CKDJ Studios, right here for Wrestling With Ideas on CKDJ 1079 Ottawa's new music. Of course, I am calling the music man, and alongside me we've got owner and promoter of the Orleans Wrestling Alliance,
2: Mr. Denis Hassin. How's it going, man? I'm doing very good. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing very well. So next Sunday marks new territory, not only for the OWA, but for the history of Orleans
2: Wrestling. That is correct.
0: So, this is your first show at it's the MIFO. This is your first show at the MIFO. Uh, talk a little bit about sort of the backstory behind uh, your promotion for those who haven't necessarily heard of it before.
2: Yep. So again, uh, we established uh, Orleans Wrestling Alliance uh, in December uh, 2017. Uh, all last year, we did uh, five um, sold-out shows. Uh, it's where we started our roots. Uh, but moving forward to 2019, uh, it was time to uh, make a statement uh, to Ottawa uh, Wrestling, uh, and it was time to, to change it up a bit. So we uh, got in contact with uh, the French uh, Theatre uh, Centre located right in the heart of Orleans and uh, we were able to uh, to have them on board to uh, have our shows now uh, expand to uh, a more neutral location. And uh, we're very happy to say that uh, on March 31st, the first uh, year of our new rebranded promotion, it's gonna be fully bilingual. So Orleans Wrestling Alliance, and in French, L'Alliance de lutte d'Orléans is coming and is invading the MIFO on March 31st.
0: Oui, puis vous avez mentionné avant qu'on a commencé l'entrevue qu'il y en a deux choses qui sont très importantes aux cultures de la communauté d'Orléans. Est-ce que tu peux dire à nos nos amateurs c'est quoi ces deux choses
2: Alors, la communauté d'Orléans est, est basée sur deux critères très importants. Euh, c'est une communauté qui est, euh, est spécialisée euh, où ce qu'il y a beaucoup de familles euh, et aussi euh, le bilinguisme. Alors, euh, la culture française est encore très vivante euh, dans la communauté française. Puis, je suis très fier comme étant un francophone euh, d'offrir des spectacles. Uh, maintenant, uh, bilingue, uh, en français puis anglais. You mentioned, like, what with this being
0: not only the first show in the heart of Orleans for your new promotion. The outreach that this could potentially have in terms of finding new upstart local talents is insane. Do you have any wrestlers booked that are from right
2: in orleans i actually do i have a total of uh, eight um i call them superstars because they are truly are superstars uh eight OWA superstars uh a few of them are going to be uh new up-and-comers uh in the uh, independent uh, scene in wrestling and uh, they're actually from the hometown of Orleans, so they'll be uh, showcasing their skills uh, as they will debut uh, at the Orleans Wrestling Alliance Alliance de Lutte at the uh, upcoming event called Aftermath.
0: Any? Uh, could you maybe tell us who those two specific superstars are?
2: Well, two of them that are going to be <coughs> debuting, and actually, I've kind of have uh, an actual announcement, uh, Colin. Uh, On this podcast right now, I want to set the terms of that match. It's going to be an OWA full-time contract match between two Orlean native residents, Alexander Cable and Thomas Le These guys are going to go at it, and one of them is going to be awarded... A full-time contract in their hometown, in Orleans, for 2019. So what you're saying is,
0: neither like the only people right now that know about this are me and you. Absolutely, and just whoever's and, me. Li- and whoever's listening to this when it's uploaded, they don't even know. They're finding
2: out by listening to this, is what you're saying. That's right. So they better get on this podcast because their match now has just been elevated. This is their moment. They want to set marks in their hometown in front of all their fans and their families uh, and everybody that's coming to see them. Well, it's just going to make this match much more awesome. Definitely. Now, you have been keeping up. You've made three match announcements, of course, that
0: being one of the three. You've made three match announcements on your Facebook account for the OWA. Um, there was an interesting tag team match as well.
2: On the card that you announced I believe it was last week yeah that's right Uh, right now in the uh, the Ottawa wrestling scene you've got a hot tag team Uh, they're getting popular by the minute Uh, they are known as the double dragons Um, however they're gonna be facing uh, their biggest challenge as of yet both literally and figuratively (laughs) Uh, absolutely uh, you know combine weight together is the size of a 1 monster by the name predator and his sidekick named the crow they are known as les apôtes du satan basically the apostles of satan and they're coming with a vengeance they're coming to mark their territory in orleans and the double dragons, you guys are the hot thing right now. It's time to step it up and show these guys who the true dragons are really are. And we've also got some great women's action as well, featuring two uh, two women superstars that are pretty well known around Ottawa. Yeah, they are. They've been uh, making their uh, their marks everywhere. Uh, Persephone Vice. Uh, which is the, uh, the local uh, superstar here in Ottawa. And she'll be facing against the witch from the east of Montreal, Catherine Von Goth. Uh, this one is definitely going to be uh, a great a great match as well. Definitely. There are so many more matches that
0: you're going to have to come on Sunday to see. And speaking of that, if you haven't already bought tickets... I've heard tickets are selling like hotcakes right now.
2: We are literally about uh, 15 tickets away from uh, our first uh, sold-out event of the year. Uh, Guys, I'm telling you, this is going to be a show. Uh, You guys are going to enjoy this. And it's very simple. Go on our website, www.owa-alo.com. Get your tickets and uh, come and see this great bilingual show. One of the first in Ottawa, and most likely one of the first in Ontario bilingual event. Definitely, uh, we're gonna wrap things up
0: pretty much right here. But I'll give you this chance to plug any last minute
2: to plug any last minute things that you'd like. Again, guys, we're trying to uh, mark our name. Uh, in the Ottawa area, you've got a lot of great professional uh, federations here in Ottawa. Uh, and we're just trying to, uh, to step up our game uh, and, uh, you know, bring the community of Orleans and the wrestling community together and give all the fans uh, a great, great, awesome show. And uh, again, guys, tickets are limited. And I uh, hope to uh, see all you guys there. I definitely will be seeing all of the new and
0: fans that have come to previous shows at the, um, the in Navin. Um, I'll be seeing all you guys there. I'm the ring announcer for this show, so we're going to have a great time. See you guys on the 31st.